2: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
3: Chris Paul broke the Mavericks' heart, so where do they go from here down to O? Can the Miami Heat pull off a sweep of the Philadelphia 76ers? And yes, it is Ryan Tannehill's job to mentor young players. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today.
4: Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story.
3: It was 86-89 early in the fourth quarter between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. And then Chris Paul happened. And an avalanche of points led to a 40-point fourth quarter from the Phoenix Suns. And it is now 2-0 over the Dallas Mavericks. Joining me now from Locked on Mavs, Nick Angstad and Nick. Um, What happened?
0: I know this is an audio medium, but for those that can see me on video, this is just the face that I'm just gonna make. I think for the rest <laughs> of the night, I've been co- I've been coining this term on Locked On NBA all year. Sunburn. It's what this Suns team does every single night. They are the best team in the clutch, and they decide when the clutch is. They just decide when they're gonna ramp up, when they're gonna start to play. Actually, put their you know put their guys in position. They kind of feel everything out all game. They let you keep it around. They'll even give you the lead sometimes. And then all of a sudden, they'll just voom, like just zoom right past you. And that's what they did in this game. The way that they did it was they found that they could attack Luka, and they attack Luka over and over and over again. And you're going to hear from a million national talking heads, people that just watched the NBA parachute in, and they're gonna say, Lucas defense, is his is his defense as bad as Trey Young? He's the same as Trey Young and, and all these other guys that don't play defense. The the reason why you listen to it locked on is because you want the local experts. Lucas defense has been much better this season. It has been way better than it's been in the past. And then he gets the calf injury and then he gets the calf injury and he looks a step slow in the first round. And then he's still kind of a step slow and it's definitely affecting his movement. Is his defense all world is his defense, all defense. No, but his defense has been better this year. And so don't let anybody talk you into the Lucas, one of the worst defenders in the NBA, because that's going to be a talking point today for sure.
3: Yeah. I think we need to give credit to Phoenix. Who's really good. Everyone knew that they were really good all season long. And here they are being really good yet again when they're at full strength. We can talk about what happened in the Pelican series when Devin Booker was not at full strength or when he was just out of the game. Now this Suns team looks like the team that we saw for 90% of the regular season, certainly when they were healthy. What can, if anything, Dallas do to get back in this series now that it's going to shift back to Dallas?
0: Shifting back to Dallas hopefully should help some of the role players. They need anything, anything from Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson was incredible in that first round series. Give him credit. He was awesome. People were saying, well, maybe he could get a max contract. He's definitely going to get, you know, like $120 something like that. But he has been nothing through these first two games. Just absolutely nothing. He has not given them anything that they really have needed, and he has to step up in some way, shape, or form. They absolutely need that from him. They'll need a way better Luka Doncic, which they only get one day off in between all of these games. Game one through six, they're only one day off in between games, so he's not going to get a little extra rest, um, and he's not going to—he's de- definitely not going to get any more healthy, <laughs> which is, is something that that the Mavs need probably a little bit too, and so that's something to definitely watch out for. But uh, what the Mavs have to do is they just have to play a better defensive game, like 140 offensive rating for for the Suns in this game. That is a terrible. That that is like, I don't know, think of the think of the what's the worst defense in, in the NBA. That's like a Detroit Pistons like Tuesday night game where they just get run out of the gym. Like, that is brutal for this team to allow that in the playoffs. And to uh for the Mavs to have pride themselves on defense and to put to allow that 140 offensive rating to the Suns is just absolutely brutal. They have to ramp up pretty much everything. Luca has to be way better. Everybody else has to be better on on defense and I better overall, overall in general.
3: Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Don't forget to check out Locked On NFL's reaction to the NFL Draft. Get our local and national hosts' take on all the prospects, how team approached the draft, and most importantly, who won the draft. That's Locked On NFL, Locked On NFL Draft, and your favorite NFL team's Locked On show. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered for all things NFL Coming up, the Heat have built a commanding 2-0 lead over the Sixers. But is this series set for a sweep? Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. I use it for my fantasy football leagues because it's easy and it's fun. And now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new daily fantasy over under game. It's simple. First, in any sport, take two players or more. And do a daily fantasy over-under. So you can pick points in basketball, hits in baseball, strikeouts, whatever you want. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times your entry. The upside makes Sleeper unique. But the main reason I'm excited about daily fantasy over-unders on Sleeper is it's the only app where I can join my friends contests. And we can play together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new daily fantasy over under game and make sure you beat your friends. You just, you have to do that. Have fun with your friends and win. Make sure to use promo code On today and Sleeper will match your deposit up to $100. Again, download Sleeper, then use promo code LockedOnToday today when you deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years with prices that are reliably low for every customer. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, or truck, and write "locked on." And they're hot. Did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com.
2: Now here's what you need to be locked
5: on today.
3: The Boston Bruins look like they are finished after two devastating losses to the Carolina Hurricanes.
6: Well, it's not over, but it's certainly not looking good for the Boston Bruins after losing Game 2 to the Carolina Hurricanes. They now face a 2-0 series hole as they go back to Boston for Game 3. This is Ian McLaren of Locked On Boston Bruins. And the story in this one was a ton of penalties taken by the Boston Bruins. Some undisciplined play. That led to 5-on-3 opportunities for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, David Posternock took a penalty while the Bruins were on the power play and knocked Carolina goaltender Antti Ranta out of the game. The Bruins also lost Hampus Lindholm due to injury in this one. Uh, They certainly got the puck on net quite regularly, but were not able to cash in. And the Bruins, same old story, failure to score... And failure to score on the power play. And here we go back to Boston facing a 2-0 series hole. Game three will go on Friday night.
3: The Minnesota Wild jumped out to an early three-goal lead in the first period and even the series with the St. Louis Blues at one. Dean Evason stuck by his team and
1: they rewarded him with a game two win to tie the series at one. Hey everybody, Seth Topol, host of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Recapping a 6-2 win for the Minnesota Wild over the St. Louis Blues in Game 2 to even the series at one game apiece. Now, let's take a little inventory here of what all needed to happen in Game 2 for the Wild. Hot start. Check. The Wilds got three goals in the first period and then scored almost immediately to begin the second period winning the special teams battle, check. The Wilds get a couple of power play goals and their penalty kill goes four for five on the night to hold the vaunted Blues power play in check in this game. The Wild also needed to get a better performance from their stars, check and check. Kirill Caprizoff with the first hat-trick in Minnesota Wild history. Kevin Fiala played well as well. The grief line with a fantastic game. We thought Jewel eriksson had a hat-trick, but uh, he'll have to just settle for the two goals as one was uh, called offsides. The Wild needed Marc-Andre Fleury to come up big in game two. Check there as well. So... While checking a lot of boxes in this one to even the series up. We head now to St. Louis, where the Wild will try to steal one on the road after the Blues took game one. But great response by the Wild in game two, and uh, they are definitely back in this series.
3: After losing by 5 in Game 1, the Tampa Bay Lightning scored at 5 and won Game 2 over the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: Well, one had to figure after a disappointing 5-0 loss in Game 1 that the Tampa Bay Lightning were going to come back and answer. And after going 14-0, after losing a playoff game over the last two postseason appearances, the two-time defending champs did not disappoint. Coming out, taking a 5-1 commanding lead, ending things on a 5 win in game two up in Toronto. Goals from Nikita Kutrov, Victor Hedman, Braden Point, Brandon Hagel, and a, s- a couple of other guys. What a fantastic performance. Andre Bazalewski stopping 31 of 34 shots, sending the series back even to Emily Arena. The Lightning have proven that they are officially in playoff form and we get to see the Stanley Cup champions finally school some of these uh these these Maple Leafs
3: on how it's really done I guess we should ask the locked on Maple Leafs host who is singing now and on the diamond the Yankees win streak has been halted at 11 as the Blue Jays shut down the Bombers bats
4: This is Stacey Gotsoulias of Locked on Yankees, and the Yankees dropped the finale in Toronto 2-1. Womp womp. Still good things happened. The pitching is still unbelievable. They held Toronto to five runs this entire series. 2-1. They only scored two. Of course, the Yankees couldn't score more than one, so that's not great. But, you know, the offense is going to have an off night from time to time and tonight was one of them and it also didn't help that Marty Foster has no idea how to call a low strike on Aaron Judge. Marty, if the ball is below his knee, it's not a strike. The man's been in the league since 2016. Why is it so hard for these guys to call a strike zone on Aaron Judge? Hello? The other story of the game, Michael King. What can you say about Michael King? He's just unbelievable. Someone I know said that Michael King reminds him of Cleveland Corey Kluber. If the Yankees can get Cleveland Corey Kluber out of Michael King, whew, they've hit the jackpot. Here is another story you need to know.
3: The Miami Heat took down the Joel Embiidless Philadelphia 76ers in game two of the Eastern Conference semifinal series, 119-103. to Joining me now from Locked On Heat, Wes Goldberg and Wes, The last time we had you on, I asked, what could we really learn from a game without Joel Embiid? But now I will ask it a different way. With James Harden continuing to struggle and continuing to be a shell of his former self, he goes 6 of 15 in this game, although he does have 20 points. What would really change with Joel Embiid out there if we're going to get this version of Harden? Well, I think a lot
2: will change. I think number one is you're going to get a very different kind of 76ers defense, right? Uh, This year, when they have not had Joel Embiid, they've had the worst defensive rating in the NBA. Uh, When they've had Joel Embiid, they've been pretty decent. He cleans up so much of what goes on there, and the Heat really got it done tonight, not just from three-point range, but from the mid-range as well. And Embiid's body there just mucks things up a little bit more for Miami on that end. And then offensively, it really just gives them a hub. Um, they're not getting anything right now from DeAndre Jordan or Paul Reed at all on either end, uh, but they're certainly not getting any sort of pick and roll uh, threat there. The Joel Embiid James Harden pick and roll, I, it, we have not seen you know Houston Rockets era James Harden, but that specific partnership has been really productive for them. It's one of the highest uh, pick and roll partnerships in the uh, highest rated pick and roll par- partnerships in the NBA. And so it at least gives them something. It gives them a a fulcrum on offense, something that they could generate other looks out of as well. I think Embiid, his presence is a dramatic shift in this series. The question is whether or not that matters with Miami already up 2-0.
3: And that is, I think, the the most pressing question at this moment because even if Joel Embiid comes back for Game 3, he's probably going to be less than 100%. It doesn't seem like... That is even particularly likely. So for Miami, what do they need to do um, or continue to do to, to close this out as fast as possible so that they can avoid having to see a something close to 100% to LMB?
2: Well, number one, Bams need to keep just keep playing the way he's playing, man. Like offensively, he's been awesome for them uh, as you know the screener and the roller and a lob threat and then defensively he shut everything down he's switched on to everybody on the Sixers and he's shut everybody on the Sixers down he's a presence in the paint that limits a lot of what they can do and that doesn't change when Joel Embiid comes back Bam Adebayo is still a defensive player of the year type of candidate this season he will still be that whether or not Joel Embiid is out there or not obviously just Embiid is a little bit of a tougher uh, assignment than DeAndre Jordan or Paul Reed but Bam Adebayo is one of the elite centers in this game as well. The other thing the other thing that the Heat need to keep doing is picking up James Harden, 94 feet, continue to make things difficult for him, just the way that they made things difficult for Trey Young in round one. Um, we've seen P.J. Tucker guarding him. We've seen Victor Oladipo guarding him. Uh, other guys on the Heat, the quote-unquote weaker defenders like Max Strus, have been solid whenever they've got switched on to Harden. Keep doing that. Keep remaining solid on the perimeter and let Bam keep doing his
3: thing. Coming up, Ryan Tannehill says it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis, but he couldn't be more wrong. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Check out these lines for Thursday's Stanley Cup playoff matches. After a triple overtime contest in game one, the money line is tight for the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers. Bet Online favors the home Rangers minus 154 to win. On the flip side, the Colorado Avalanche are heavy favorites, as you might expect. Over the Nashville Predators to win game two, Bet Online has the Avalanche minus 375. To win, almost four to one for a playoff hockey game, unbelievable. The Washington Capitals' chances of taking a two nothing lead on the road against the Florida Panthers are not the favorite outcome tonight. Bet online likes the Panthers to win at minus two forty two. Bet online is where the game starts. Ryan Tannehill told reporters a few days ago that he has gone through therapy to get over the nineteen to sixteen playoff loss to the Cincinnati Bengals. In that interview, though, he dropped a quote that our Tyler Rowland from Locked on Titans, took issue with.
5: It's not my job to mentor him, but if he learns from me along the way, then that's a great thing. I got to dive in here, and I know a lot of you guys are not going to like this opinion, and that is what it is, but I'm going to keep it honest with you. This is awful. Leadership from Ryan Tannehill. There's no way around it. And this is my general philosophy on anything. Okay, this is my general philosophy. Give back. Pay it forward. One time when Ryan Tannehill was a young guy, there were multiple people who took him under his wing and showed him the right ways to do things. That is our job. Look, this is bigger than football, guys. This is bigger than the football team. Okay, this isn't just about, hey, this guy wants to take my job. I'm not helping him. That's selfish. That's short-sighted. It's bigger than that. This is my general philosophy with life. Pay it forward, teach the young ones, teach the next generation, share the knowledge, share the wisdom, grow them because the sport of football has given Ryan Tannehill everything that he has. The sport of football made him a millionaire, made him famous. Give back to the sport of football by giving back to the young generation. And one thing, my starting quarterback on my team, who's 34 years old and has been a veteran for over a decade, if you give Malik Willis guidance, you're scared he's going to take your job if you mentor him. See, this is stuff uh, Favre has said things like this. Joe Flacco has said things like this. Yeah, Tom Brady has said things like this. Just because a bunch of people have said the wrong thing doesn't make Tannehill right. At the end of the day, yes, it is Tannehill's job to not only mentor Malik Willis, but to mentor every single person on the team. This is your star quarterback. This is the highest paid cap hit quarterback in the league. You're dang right. I want you to mentor the young guys. I am paying you $38 million on the cap. Yes, it is your job as the leader of the entire team. We're not talking about a third string linebacker. We're not talking about th- what if Robert Woods came out and said it's not
3: my job to mentor Traylon Burks. Here's the thing about mentoring: it's not Ryan Tannehill's job to get Malik Willis ready to take Ryan Tannehill's job, but it is Ryan Tannehill's job to make the team maximally better every single. Day To be a leader on a team is to make sure you are doing your best to get every player on your team prepared to win. And that inherently means helping a young quarterback who may have to play if you get injured better. It means making sure he understands the mistakes that he's making. And it doesn't mean you have to go out of your way To put your arm around him and say, hey, buddy, good job. No one says you have to be best friends. But it is part of your responsibility as a leader and as the quarterback, as the starter. To make sure that the guys behind you are ready to go. This football macho nonsense is actually deleterious to the team's ability to win football games. Because in any given season less than half of the quarterbacks in the league are going to play every single game. Chances are you're going to miss time. Chances are Malik Willis is going to have to play. And if you want to go win a Super Bowl, you better have Malik Willis to the best of your ability while still making it possible to get your preparation intact. It is your responsibility to make sure that that guy is as ready to play when you aren't out there As possible. Not asking you to get him ready to take your job. But getting him ready to play makes your team better. And it is your responsibility, especially as quarterback, to make sure everyone on the team is maximally prepared to play. And finally, this was the place I've always wanted to be. And I think most people around me, they wanted that too. That's Tyron Matthew. Who pointed out that the New Orleans Saints were the only team he visited in person during free agency before he signed a three year deal that sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter was worth $33 million with $18 million in guaranteed money. From there, it was just about everything coming together, aligning, Matthew said. But I've kind of been manifesting this for a while now. Just to have the opportunity means a lot to me. The Honey Badger has many around New Orleans feeling bullish about the Saints in 2022, but you know how Honey Badger feels about any given thing. He don't, well, you know the rest. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. Now go make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Those guys are no doubt already onto the 2023 NFL Draft. It's wild. Coming up tomorrow, which team will take the most advantage of the off day in the NBA playoffs. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.
5: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.